0: Denver sky, as clouds eye. We confess everything to each other. Hey everybody, welcome to Adventure Retired, the podcast for retired people to help you see what's out there so you can live your best retirement.
1: We're Kurt and Cindy Luljetal. Today we're going to talk about our first cruise in retirement. But first, a life lesson.
0: Today's life lesson is always have a bucket list. You can write it down or you can keep it in your head, but these are things that you want to do in your life that make your life a little more exciting, you know? Like one of mine was to go to Lambeau Field one time to see the Green Bay Packers.
1: And I want to ride in a hot air balloon someday.
0: And we'll get to them sometime, but you know, you just dangle them out there, the carrot that keeps you going in life.
1: All right, so today we're going to talk about our retirement kickoff cruise to Alaska.
0: Yeah, like I said, we had lots of adventures when we were raising our kids and stuff, but we're keying in on the retirement ones. And our first one we did with some friends of ours, uh, two other couples from South Texas, and it was a cruise to Alaska.
1: Yeah, what a great way to experience a new place and have a lot of stress that goes with traveling taken off your shoulders.
0: I don't like that stress. When you can go on a cruise... And everything's planned nice and neat. I enjoy that. Yeah,
1: you know, we were just starting to build our house in 2015 when we decided to um, book this cruise. And our I guess our cruise started in September. We left on September 6th, and we flew from or well, from Minnesota because we lived in Iowa. We flew from yeah. Minneapolis to Seattle, and so this is going to be our agenda.
0: Yeah, our agenda and just kind of what we did, a couple things we learned on the cruise.
1: Right. One of the things that we want to start with is just sharing a few little tips. A cruise is a great way to start a retirement, and it seems to be a lot of people do a cruise to Alaska.
0: A lot of people like cruises. Is it the... True way to see Alaska like what we did back in 1990 right. where we drove up there. No, that's probably better, but it's hard to beat a cruise to oh, Alaska. you're
1: right. And there are just some really good things that when you start cruising, and you might be a person who likes to cruise a lot after you start with a first cruise, some little tips that might help your trip just be planned out a little bit better. All right, so like the first one is just be prepared for long lines. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: there's all sorts of lines. It's like government work. You got to just... Hurry up and wait, go through the cattle car and everything like that. But you get through it. They right. know how to move people.
1: You, you don't um, just get on to the big, huge ocean liner. You have to go through security and ship security and maybe TSI. Right, All right. those types of things. And they search your luggage. TSI? Is it TSI? TSA. TSA. Okay, well, see, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, you have to go through those long lines and it, you're in like a cattle line.
0: Be sure you know the policies of what you can take because you have to take stuff, you know, and I know some people, drinks are kind of pricey on a cruise line, and so some people like to smuggle on drinks so they can have their their nightly wine or something like that. Now, I'm a beer guy. I don't think I could smuggle on enough beer for one, but know your policies. I think it's like one bottle of wine. I don't know about liquor if you're gonna try and sneak it in in empty shampoo bottles and stuff like that just be prepared. You might get this polite little note in your uh, suitcase that yeah. says, we have confiscated your alcohol. Bad boy. Don't I do know, that I again. Don't do that
1: again. And the thing is, is that with a cruise, when you're booking it in advance, you can book your all your little packages like that. So, like for us, we're big Diet Coke drinkers. I and, am. I yeah. love my Diet Coke. So we, bu- we actually booked a Diet Coke package, which allowed Kurt to have a special glass, and he could fill it all day long
0: unlimited i knew every little place there i would walk up to these guys and they would see me coming and they would grab my cup and fill it with diet coke
1: right and we we also had a a package for i think it was four beers a night delivered in like in a bucket
0: that was nice i think you paid for like price of three beers and you got four or something like that so a little bit of extra but you know you got a couple beers to start the night out and it might be enough for the whole night or you might just be the starter package.
1: And any cruise that you go on will have excursions. And so look at those carefully when you are booking your cruise because, you know, the excursions really make the cruise fun.
0: Yeah, I'm a big believer in cruises. Yeah. Or excuse me, of the cruise excursions. Because you get out and you see stuff beyond the ship. Now, the downside of them is...
1: Cha-ching. Right, they are expensive. But if you decide on ship that, oh, you know what, all my friends are gonna go see the penguins, or all my friends are gonna go zip lining, or all my friends are gonna do one excursion, and then you go and see if you can sign up, it might be sold out.
0: They could they sell out, especially the popular packages, sell out quite a bit. But be careful with these because you know you might want to say, Oh, I want to do this cruise, I wanna do this cruise, I want this alcohol package, I want this package, da da da. Next thing you know, this cruise that costs you $1,500 per person or something like that, you go to get off the ship and you got to pay $2,500 because all you've done is sign your name and your room number and Kabooey. You yeah. got this huge bill at the end of it.
1: Another uh, point to think about is your packing. Now, a cruise is different than how we travel. We usually travel with our black holes and kind of walk on with our luggage and we have it for two weeks.
0: Yeah, if you've never used a black hole, they're from Patagonia and they're wonderful bags made out of recycled plastic, which we're really big on. And That'll be a whole nother episode. But
1: but the cruise, you actually want to have some dress-up clothes, and you get to pack and like for me, it was really fun because I got to take more than one pair of shoes. Yeah, you know? and I'm
0: not a tuxedo guy, but I did take a suit, so I cleaned up. So
1: just in advance, you know, when you're if you're taking like a seven-day cruise, you might want to just a couple of days before you take off, or even a couple of weeks, start planning your wardrobe, put different outfits out together so that you can wear the same pair of leggings two or three times. Yeah, multi.
0: Tasking or whatever right. you call it. There
1: is laundry on the ship, but it's expensive again. It is. So you just, you want to be real careful that way. All right. So uh, when you board the cruise, you know after you get through all those long cattle lines of trying to get on after TSA. Very good. I know. And security. First thing that will happen probably right after you take off is your evacuation drill.
0: Yeah, that's another cattle car thing. Everybody is assigned to a different part of the ship you might be in the casino you might be in the dining hall you might be wherever but you sit there with your little life jacket on and they want you to know where you're going to be Right. And it, it, it's a good thing, you know. I, I suppose the people on the Titanic probably exactly. thought it was That's stupid been, too. But just
1: thinking that, I don't want to be a Titanic person. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't want to do that one.
1: Okay, so now we're going to get to the meat of our podcast today. We want to talk about our cruise. We went on a seven night, eight day cruise. Really, the eighth day was departing, so that really doesn't count. From Seattle back to Seattle. Right. So this Actually is how... the
0: eighth day was arriving. The first day was departing.
1: Exactly. So here we go and we'll talk about our cruise day by day.
0: Day one of our cruise to Alaska. It was a short day. We took off like four o'clock in the afternoon and uh, you get on the boat and you go through the emergency drill and all that and then you got the rest of the day in the evening to yourself. But it's pretty good because you um, can find your way around. You have a specific place that you're supposed to eat for dinner. So you find that spot. You kind of familiarize yourself with the cabin. And yeah. the Where, you know, you do your unpacking and everything. Be
1: prepared to get lost a couple times trying to find your room.
0: Oh, yeah, because both sides of the ship look the same to me.
1: And all the rooms look the same. You know, right. The hallways.
0: So walk around, find out where the workout rooms is, the pool and all those things. And get to know your ship well, and then probably go down and have a drink or something.
1: Yeah, and definitely get to know some of the people that, you know, your steward, you might get to introduce yourself to your steward. They're the ones that clean your room every day, and it's really nice to get to know them.
0: Yeah, you can't be too nice to those people. They put in some long hours and some tough environment where they live. All right, day two was a sea day, at sea day, whatever. And basically, you spend the whole day at sea going to where you're going, and it's an easy day.
1: It is, but it's a lot of fun too, because you get to really explore the ship and you, there will be games during different times of the day. i you were in a putting contest. I'm the
0: defending champion. Yeah. Right. Of and the putting there's con- like
1: ping pong, but there's also pools that you can lay out at. And right? you can, of course, enjoy every bit of food that's all around you. Yeah.
0: You got to be careful with that. And but
1: I, I especially like the ice cream bar. Right. You can have ice cream 24 hours a day. <laughs> uh, Um, But there's a lot to see on a big ship, the casino, there's stores you can go into.
0: And then, you know, get to know the schedule, look at the schedule of the ship as far as what the shows are going to be and, you know, what night is the, the really dress up day. So it's a familiarity day. You get to learn the ship and you get to learn the schedule.
1: You also have, um, before you leave, when you're setting up your cruise, you've already set up your dinner situation so you know which table and if you have friends along, like we had two other couples, we sat with them every night. And so we had a lot of fun at our meals together because that was the only time we ate together, really, all of us.
0: Yeah, it was fun. The third day on the cruise was kind of another sea day because you head from Seattle all the way up to the uh, Northern Inland Passage there to the town of Skagway. But along the way, we stopped at the Tracy Arm Fjord.
1: Yes, and that was in the morning. So if you're a late sleeper, you would have missed it.
0: Yeah, and you would never know it was happening because you had to be out on deck. It was such a cool thing. You go into this fjord, and you know if you've never been in a fjord, they have a glacier at one end. They got... Walls on the other end and it's really beautiful and snow and everything like Very that tight. Yeah And you're wondering how's this boat gonna turn around well, then all of a sudden it just go and it turns like a 180 in its spot and you get to see this panoramic view Of the whole Tracy Fjord.
1: Oh, it was beautiful. And we were so lucky because we did have a balcony room. So we spent a lot of time on the balcony. And just watching the ship turn and watching the beautiful scenery that we saw that day, to me, was one of the highlights of the trip.
0: Yeah, but then it was basically another day at sea. And so you carry on, you plan your dinners, you plan your shows and everything like that. And you sit down and you read books
1: day four was Skagway and what a fun day that was and
0: it's a beautiful town
1: oh it is it's just a little dinky town but it's a port town so there's huge ships that come in and you get off and I think that was the only day we saw an eagle yeah day right there it greeted us but we got off our ship and we had an excursion lined up
0: yeah well first of all Skagway is a town year-round has like 800 permanent residents and this year they had a whopping huge graduation class of two people yeah. one boy one girl
1: yeah it was amazing
0: but it swells in the um, summer and you know the cruise season to, I don't know how many, you know, maybe a couple thousand.
1: Right. So this little town just swells up with all these people for a few hours every day. Right. During the cruise line season.
0: And ironically, we had a friend that lived there. <laughs> he, he was a friend of ours. He was a customs agent who, when we used to live down on the Rio Grande border, we would see him down there at a friend's ranch. And he took a transfer with the customs agent from the busy, busy, busy Rio Grande River crossings to Skagway, Alaska, where it's pretty slow going. But it was fun because I called him up. I said, Hey, Larry, we're going to be in Skagway for a cruise. He says, Cool. Are you going to do any excursions? And I said, Ah, probably not. They're a little pricey. He says, Ah, I got inside connections. So I told him. I said, "Well, I like zip lining." He says, "I can get you two for the price of one on zip line." Right,
1: and we knew our friends would not zip line with us, but we thought they might want to do the train ride, and they did.
0: Yeah, White Pass. Right,
1: and so he got them free tickets on yep. the train ride. Yep, it,
0: it was it was wonderful having local knowledge and. We walked into a couple bars with Larry, and it's like, Norm, only it was Larry. Yeah. And everybody knew him, and he's a great guy. And really he, appreciated.
1: And he knew where to take us for breakfast that morning, so we got local breakfast, and we just met and had a great day together.
0: And he got me an Alaskan license plate. He
1: did. He did. That was a lot of fun.
0: Back on the ship in Skagway, you're going to sail all night and end up in Juneau, Alaska. Now, Juneau is a um, the beautiful capital of Alaska, and we just got off we walked around we it did some excursions hilly. yeah
1: yeah that's that's a hilly city so wear good shoes yeah
0: and we did one Friends of ours, they they like to drink beer, and so we w- and we like to drink beer, so we went to the Alaskan Brewery and spent a couple hours.
1: Yeah, and what was cool is because it was an excursion booked through the cruise, they took us. We were in a, um, yeah, a van, a van with some other couples, and we didn't have to worry about how we got there and how we got back. Yeah, we went to the. Then
0: after that, we walked around. We split up from the other couples. We walked around, and we said, "Okay, we'll meet you at the Red Dog Saloon at a certain time." And while Cindy and I were walking around, we had one of the highlights of the trip, at least for me. We went to a place called Tracy's Crab Shack.
1: Yeah, it was just right down in the downtown part of Juneau where there was a lot of little souvenir shops and things like that. And it's kind of almost like a food truck type place. Well,
0: you kind kind of of went back through this alley almost and you go to Tracy's Crab Shack and we got these huge king crab legs. They steam them. Yeah, it was. It really was. They steam them. And they give you this huge thing. And I forget if we had something to crack them with or something. But I remember it was like one big leg and a Diet Coke. And it was 23 bucks, which I'm like, what? But anyway, and we, um, we ate it. And it was so wonderful. I mean, it was worth every cent that we paid for it.
1: And then we, after we ate that, we walked on over to the Red Dog Saloon.
0: Swinging doors and sawdust floors. It
1: was packed.
0: It was. If you're going to do a touristy thing in Juneau, it's the Red Dog Saloon.
1: Yeah, every everybody from all the cruises were there, I swear. And
0: everybody's like standing around shoulder to shoulder because it's really crowded and fighting to get a beer. And everybody's looking at everybody else thinking, we're all tourists. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun.
1: So after leaving Juneau, you know, we're, at, we're floating all night long and we end up day six in Ketchikan.
0: Yeah, you got to remember when you get back on the ship, you do have a nice dinner that night and they have wonderful shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Or if you're a gambler, you can go to the casinos or, you know, interesting things like that. We enjoyed the shows. Yeah, we're, we really we're do. show
1: people though. Yeah,
0: and I enjoy the little putting contest when your days at sea and ping pong and you know all the stuff that julie used to do on the love boat you know right
1: and i enjoy just walking around looking in the shops and just you sitting know, and reading watching people yeah okay. it's a lot of fun to watch <laughs> oh people. there's
0: some interesting people
1: so day six we get to catch a can and that's another small port but it's very well known for its totem poles lots of totem poles in that little town
0: Yeah, you walk around, you look at souvenirs. There are excursions you can do. We chose not to this time.
1: Right. Some of the excursions I remember were there was a sea crab adventure. Was, yeah, you
0: could go walk through a, a canopy. Like they have like rainforest there and you can walk through the canopy there on these high wires and stuff.
1: And of course, the whale watching.
0: Yep. But that's we, a that's a popular one. Right.
1: We saw some of the whales, um, you know, right from our balcony, but it was at a distance. I was glad we had binoculars. Yeah. And of course, you can always catch one of those little seaplanes too. There's a, I think there's a seaplane excursion where you can fly around.
0: Right. Fly around, fly out to different islands. You got the whole day, so It's fun.
1: Yeah, Ketchikan was a beautiful little port town. It was. Day seven, we left Alaska and we floated into Victoria, Canada.
0: Yeah, we're heading down to uh, Seattle. And Victoria, Canada is right there on the way. And so they stop in. I forget if we went through customs and that. Yeah, but I don't
1: remember the, if we went through customs either, but I if do. If you did,
0: it's pretty relaxed. Yeah,
1: it is. I do remember, though, it was a beautiful little city. It
0: was. It was very beautiful. It was
1: so clean. And the six of us all stayed together that day. And we went, you know, walking and we saw the little shops and we went to a bar together. And then later on, we separated and you and I ended up down by kind of like an open market, open air market on the port
0: yeah if you learn anything about us in this podcast it's like we like to go off on our own occasionally and sometimes we like to take the road less traveled yeah. but that's the way we do it yeah so. that
1: was a lot of fun so we just walked around there and got something probably from a vendor to eat and just just enjoyed the sights there was a lot of lights and i remember there was like even you know like colorful christmas lights all around the port so it was real pretty
0: yeah but a beautiful city victoria canada i highly recommend it After Victoria, you spend another night at sea, and you end up in the beautiful port of Seattle, Washington. Oh,
1: no. Cruise is over. I
0: know. It's kind of sad. One thing I want you to realize about at the end of a cruise, if you've never been on one, if you've been on it, you know these things, is you tip people at the end of a cruise.
1: Yeah, very important. Yeah.
0: You had the same server at the uh, at your dinner every night and they get to know you and they're very personable young people and everything you have the same uh, steward that cleans your room i don't know if they hide under the bed or what but it would seem like every time we came back to our room it was clean
1: right clean and little puppets on the bed made out of the washcloths right. and just they really took care of you
0: they do and you're Expected to tip these people, and it can be pretty pricey. You've been there a week, and they have suggested tipping things, and I suggest you do that. You know, I mean, work this into your budget. Don't be that tightwad old person. Work it into your budget, and these people don't work for much. The tips are a very important part of their salary.
1: Exactly, it's very important. They all deserve their tip.
0: Yeah, they do a wonderful thing, and then they'll tell you, you know, have your luggage outside your room at a certain time. And you do that, and somebody picks it up, and when you get off the ship and you go through customs and everything, you find your luggage, and you're good to go.
1: You are. It's right off the port or off the dock.
0: Right. It, it works out well. They they know how to move people, and it's, it's a good experience. It's a good experience. Now, when you're in Seattle or wherever your port thing is, maybe try and see the uh, city of your port. We spend an afternoon, since you get off of the ship in the morning, We took an Uber down to um, Pike's Fish Market downtown, and I think the Space Needle's down there. There's Gum Alley down there. Yeah,
1: you got to see Gum Alley. That's amazing. Well,
0: you need to see Pike's Fish Market. I mean, that's hilarious. These guys are like comedians working in a fish market, throwing fish around and everything, and people are watching them, and nobody's buying fish, and they're like, people... We only work when you're buying fish. And so they do it some more and everything. But it's it's a neat area down there. That was
1: a great experience. Seattle's beautiful. I want to go back to Seattle and just have a week in Seattle and see things in Seattle.
0: Yeah. And other than that, we just spent a night in the hotel there out by SeaTac, which is the airport there in Seattle. And got ready, got up the next day and got ready to fly home.
1: Yeah, back to Minneapolis. So there you have it. Alaska. It was a beautiful cruise. Great, great retirement.
0: It was a great cruise. Great way to kick off our cruising experience in retirement.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to cruise again.
0: Yep, it's a good time.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Okay, so what would be your you-betcha moment on the cruise?
0: My you-betcha moment would probably be... You betcha I'd go ziplining again, or boy, I'd go to Tracy's Crab Shack, too. too. That was amazing food.
1: But this time I'm getting my own crab leg. I'm not going to share it.
0: Yeah, we're going to spend a little more money. (laughs) I bet for sure. Okay, what's your oh hell moment? Okay, my oh oh hell no. I ain't going to do it again. My
1: oh hell no moment is when the cruise line offers you a coupon to come in and sit and listen to their hour long program. These are in like little quotation marks um, off of diamonds on their diamond stores on shore. Don't do it. It is an hour wasted that you'll never get back.
0: Yeah, because a lot of people, I mean, not everybody, but we don't go on cruises to buy diamonds.
1: Or any kind of jewelry, really. I mean, it's just, it was a long, long hour. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like sitting through one of those... uh...
1: Uh, to buy a timeshare yeah
0: timeshare there you go thank you yeah
1: we we don't have a timeshare either no maybe that would be a good interview though somebody who has a timeshare that could be and what they think about it (laughs) okay maybe if you have a timeshare you can let us know anyway Uh,
0: all right well thank you for joining us on our alaskan cruise we hope you enjoyed it we um hope you reach out to us and subscribe to adventure retired if you have a great idea for um an episode of your retirement give us a shout at um adventure Retired at gmail.com or check out our website, adventureretired.com.
1: Until then, we you know enjoy talking with you today. Love, love you, Kurt.
0: You love you more. And that's kids that